from 99.9 The Fan. This is The Drive with Tim Donnelly. Sponsored by Coach Pete at Capital Financial Advisory Group. Visit us at CapitalFinancialUSA.com. We also appreciate your all real questions that you submit for Hey Joe. And I'm going to answer those right now. Joe cracked the door, uh. Okay, first up, from Josh Allen's mom. Look at that. Hey Joe, no really, please get off the Bills Mafia bandwagon. Aw. Yeah, I, I'm I'm feeling slightly responsible for this downturn in this sudden downturn potentially in the Bills season. Mm-hmm. You know, in the preseason this summer, I like to pick the Super Bowl champion. I did I hardly went out on a limb when I picked the Buffalo Bills. But there's a Wegmans right near us. I enjoy going to the Wegmans. They always have Josh Allen and Bills stuff. And I decided once they traded for Naheem Hines, the Pride of Garner, Wolfpack legend. That, all right, it's time to go all in on the Bills Mafia. Mm-hmm. They summarily then lose to the Jets, <laughs> who they rarely lose to. And then we come to find out that Josh Allen has an injured right elbow. You know, the arm, his right arm that he throws with yeah, might explain his subpar performance against the Jets. So now the Bills face a decision. Allen does not need surgery. It's not a tear. It's an injury that will likely be something he's going to have to deal with the rest of the season, no matter what. But it's also something that Netflix medical degree Joe Giglio says, if he rests, it will potentially help him. It can't hurt him. This is kind of like a pitcher in the pennant race. Yeah. Right? If you're the Astros or the Braves and the Yankees, you got this thing wrapped up. You're not going to waste any bullets in August in a regular season game. That's where the Bills are right now. Mm-hmm. Can we please not waste our precious commodity? That is Josh Allen. They take on the Vikings this Sunday. They take on the Browns next Sunday. By now, you're probably aware that the Josh Allen's backup with the Bills is Case Keenum. Oh, look at that. We see this in hockey all the time. They start goalies against their former teams. Mm-hmm. I say let's go full NHL. Let's start Case Keenum against the Vikings this week. Load them back up. Get the Mafia out there for the Browns game. Case Keenum's all over this. This also means we feed Naheem more. This is a win-win. You got to wear your sweatshirt. I got to get the sweatshirt. Well, I might be able to. If I'm still allowed in the Mafia. Okay. If, if, if. It's a decision that the Bills are going to have to make. They're they're playing this tight-lipped for whatever reason. Uh, Just a little hot tip, though. This is the NFL. There's such a thing as an injury report. We also know that he hasn't practiced this week. So I I would not hang your hat on Josh Allen playing this week against the Minnesota Vikings. And here is Chris Canny from from Canny and Carlin on what the Bills must do to consider managing this injury for what would be the NFL MVP. Here's the, the delicate dance that the front office for the Buffalo Bills has to make. It's weighing the prospects of this season and potentially competing for a championship versus next year versus the year after that. Because what happens if Josh Allen blows out that UCL? I hate to deal in hypotheticals, but that's a situation that you have to think about. And then the other thing that we have to consider with the injury is what kind of Josh Allen are we going to get? What version of him is going to be available? Because this guy accounts for 84% of the yards on the offense. So unless you can dial up those quarterback design runs and got to have it situations, short yardage and red zone, then you're probably not going to get to a Super Bowl anyway. 
Chris Canny. I'm with Canny and Carlin. Yeah, I mean, you tear that thing. You're going to need Tommy John surgery. You're going to miss a year. It's not good, but potentially he could be back. I don't know. This this feels like I, I said this all along when in the summer the Bills were only 5-1 to one to win the Super Bowl. If the cursed Buffalo Bills, the NFL's version of NC State, is to win the Super Bowl finally, it's, your payoff should be way more than 5-1. to one. Yeah. I realize that's how good they are, but the truth of the matter is there was going to be some voodoo messing up with the Bills. Just look at Scott Norwood. We got Thurman Thomas, the best player in the NFL in 1992, losing his helmet before the Super Bowl. <laughs> Buddy, what are we doing? How does that even happen? This isn't the backup punter. This is your star, in case you're not old enough to know. When the Bills went to the Super Bowl four years in a row, Thurman Thomas was the most explosive player on offense in the NFL. Gets to the Super Bowl. They're up in Minnesota playing the Redskins, Joe Gibbs, and he can't find his helmet. That pretty much sums up some of the problems that the Bills have had. All right, Victoria, next one. All right, this one from a familiar name from Rand. Hey, Joe, how was lunch? All right, everybody at at lunch wanted and deserved a shout-out today. Went to see Anthony down at Oakwood. We got our pizza. Rand was there, our former producer. The boss, my wife Jessica, was there. It's her birthday tomorrow. Big birthday for Jessica tomorrow. Happy birthday. Also, as you may know, Victoria, Roger, who makes the square pizzas, his birthday tomorrow. Wow, everybody's birthday. Lots of birthdays. Great time down at Oakwood. Great to see Jonathan Rand. And Jessica is actually on her way to see her first game tonight at Duke. Her first game at Cameron. First basketball game at Cameron. So, uh, shouts to Rebecca for getting her those tickets and taking her there. Uh, won't use the, the the number. I'm smart not to use the number, right, V? Yes. No, not, not a thing we do. You don't give out numbers. That's right. Happy birthday, though, to the boss. Next. How are you doing? So, next up, this one from Jack. Hey, Joe, what are sports writers going to do without Twitter? I mean, if you would have asked me this three months ago, I would have been like, this is like an existential question. Why are you teasing my brain right now over something that's not going to matter? But since Elon Musk has invested in, I guess, bought Twitter, Mm -hmm. it does feel like the wheels are quickly coming off of the favorite social media platform for journalists. And when I was in the newspaper business, I can tell you 85% of my traffic was from links on social media. And it's interesting... Not to give away the game, because we do a great job at WRLSportsFan.com, where people will come to the site without you having to prompt them. They'll come every day, see what's on the site, check it out. That's great. That's awesome. That's what you want. But in the newspaper business now, that's harder and harder to do. And so we have an advantage here at WRL to have the great website that we do. But I'm not going to lie to you. I don't know if I could. I don't know how I'm going to function without Twitter. <laughs> Do you remember this summer when it was down yeah. for like 14 hours? And I was going to say not even a whole day. And it was like heavy show prep time for me. Save your jokes, Ovius, if you're listening in Florida. And I'm sitting here going, well, I, I, I don't understand. Where am I supposed to get my information from if I don't have Twitter? So I do think it would be a loss, but I also am smart enough to know that 
there's always a new king. You know, king, long live the king. The king is dead. Long live the king. Once Twitter's gone, we'll find another way. We'll make it work. I promise. If it goes anywhere. On that note, you can always subscribe to our YouTube page. That's right. Go to YouTube.com. Search for 99.9 The Fan. And as Joe Ovius likes to say, no, I'm not going to do that. Uh, Just gently, gently press the subscribe button. You you don't have to smash. We have any more? We do. This one from Zilichek. Hey, Joe, when it goes bad for Tom Brady, it really goes bad, huh? So, Tom Brady this year, you'll recall. So the reason I chose William Peace was because of their stellar game design program. It's very rare to find a game design program in the United States at all, let alone North Carolina. And this place seemed like the right place for me for where I wanted to go and the connections I could make uh, within the program. Turn your hobby into a career in one of the highest paid professions in the country with William Peace University's Simulation and Game Design Program. Master design, 3D modeling, and programming in a state-of-the-art space with the latest and most remarkable technologies available. Find out more at peace.edu. Decided to retire because his wife had talked him into being smart and realizing you've won the Super Bowl seven times, you've you are considered the greatest quarterback and maybe even team sport player of all time. There is nothing left for you to accomplish at forty five years old. The only thing that can happen to you at this point is for you to get hurt. And the quality of your life with me, your wife, and with me, your when with us, your kids and your family can only go down if you continue to play football. Tom Brady listened for what was it thirty days? Maybe okay. He decides to go back and play football, and now, guess what? His wife said, hey, remember when you made a promise to me? Well, you broke that promise. Here we go. They're getting divorced. Now you add in all of the injury problems Tampa Bay's had on their offensive line. You add in their offense just isn't as good as it could be. Dumpster fire. They're not good, even though they're technically in first place in the NFC South. This is not saying much, but it is the truth. I meant to point that out. The latest problem for Tom Brady, and it, it, this is now, we're now, I'm now being a little bit petty, but the crypto company that he has invested in, FTX, mm-hmm. is on the verge of bankruptcy. Uh-oh. Now, FTX has invested in the Miami arena, for the, the naming rights, and there's much to do in the NBA community right now. What to do about that? Brady wasn't paid he was paid as an investor. He wasn't. He's not losing money with FTX. He's just not gaining as much money as he would have had when the cryptocurrency was running as hot as it was last year. So, yes, there's some loss of future income here, but it's not quite as bad as the owner of FTX who was on Twitter and he said, "I blanked up." Uh oh. Yeah. 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 Well. So, but we'll see when it goes bad for Tom Brady. It goes bad. It goes real bad. Yeah. Do you know who it's not going bad for right now? Who's that? The East Carolina Pirates. Huge game in the American Athletic tonight. Take on Cincinnati on the road. We'll hear a little bit from ECU coach Mike Houston. We'll hear a little bit from Cincinnati coach Luke Fickle after this. Local sports news. Major highlights. 99.9 The Fan. ESPN Radio. This is the greatest value ever offered on your home for sports. Play 99.9 The Fan. 
Here are the stories to follow today on 99.9 The Fan, WRAL Sports Plus, and WRALsportsfan.com. The Carolina Panthers won last night against the Atlanta Falcons at Bank of America Stadium 25-15, which means their record is now 3-7. and Also, the Carolina Hurricanes came out with a big win at home against the Edmonton Oilers 7-2. Coming up within the next 10 minutes, Joe Giglio will be talking some ACC hoops as they make their return. OG. I'm Joe Giglio. Joe Vis will be back on Monday. Victoria Vonecker, the star of the Adam Gold Show, is producing this program today. Big game tonight in the American Athletic Conference. ECU at Cincinnati, 8 p.m. We'll have coverage here on 99.9 The Fan starting at 7. Take you all the way up to kickoff at 8. Listen to that game right here on 99.9 The Fan. ECU, we've kind of lost track of, on this program anyway, since the season opening loss to NC State. You'll recall the Pirates had the Wolfpack on the ropes. Missed field goal, missed extra point, all added up thanks to the candle and led to a Wolfpack win 21-20. ECU since then has gone 5-2. and two. They've won three in a row. Pretty impressive, too, given the opponents. I don't know if you follow the American Athletic Conference that closely. Tulane is in first place this year. They're on track to be the highest rated group of five team, which would put them in the Cotton Bowl this year. But ECU at six and three, they won their last three games, beat Memphis, beat Central Florida, beat BYU. Those are good teams. Those are good wins. Their losses this year were to Tulane, who's ranked, to State, who's ranked, and to Navy in double overtime. Missed kick against Navy, missed kick against State. Turn those around, you're looking at potentially an 8-1 and one team. As it is, 6-3 will put the Pirates in a bowl this year. Mike Houston continues to rebuild the program in a way that, you know, it's impressive. And Cincinnati coach Luke Fickle, he sees the progress that the program's made under Houston. They've won the close games. They've won in overtime. I mean, game one with NC State, I mean, that's his, I mean, and that could have gone either direction at any point in time. And uh, obviously that's a really good football team as well. Um, so I think that the, the, you, the thing that you're seeing now is they're, they're winning those games at the end and, uh, you know, from the two overtime wins. And, and momentum is a big deal. And uh, they've done a really good job. They've played really well, you know, especially at the end of the year, um, the last few years. So we know what uh, – we know we're going to get a great shot. We know we're going to get, uh, you know, what we've seen on film and something a little bit better. And, you know, regardless if they're coming off a bye week or not, this is this has been a unique one for, for both sides um, for a few years now. One thing I love about when teams leave a conference, and remember, Central Florida and Cincinnati are getting ready to leave the American Athletic for the Big 12. ECU was able to tell UCF, hey, uh, see ya, wouldn't want to be ya. Good luck trying to get that win back. They able to send them off with a loss. And now they have a chance to break through against Cincinnati, who's been the bully in the American Athletic Conference. Cincinnati won the league last two years. Last year, they ended up in the college football playoff. And Sauce Gardner right now, who looks like the defensive rookie of the year, if not the 
rookie of the year in the NFL, cornerback, had an outstanding year last year. He was one of nine players drafted from Cincinnati. That's nuts. You would think, well, Cincinnati, you're going to lose that much talent. You're going to fall off the next year. Not true. Bearcats, 7-2 and two this year. Their two losses are by a total of 12 points. Excuse me, 11 points. Check your math, Jericho. They opened the season with a road loss down at Arkansas. No shame there, 31-24. And they lost to UCF, 25-21. It's a good team. It's going to be a good game tonight. I, I don't... Nippert Stadium, if you've never been, looks an awful lot like Wallace Wade Stadium. It's in the middle of Cincinnati's campus. It was probably built around the same time. And unfortunately for Cincinnati, it's actually the reason why they got left behind in the Big East and why even Pittsburgh, who doesn't even have a stadium, mind you, was added to the ACC. Little known. But obvious fact, when you, you, you if you want to be a football school, you gotta you gotta do a little bit better than your you know World War II hollowed out uh, horseshoe that Cincinnati plays in. It it suits them well enough though. And listen, you lose that many players, you do expect a drop off. But Mike Houston knows what's in, what Luke Fickle's done with that program, and he knows the Bearcats are going to be a tough out tonight. Well, I mean, I, I think that uh, you know, you look at the team they had last year, and we all know what uh, what was drafted, uh, and also not only what got drafted, but just how well they're doing. I mean, you got several guys who are having outstanding rookie seasons in the NFL, and so uh, I think when you and when you look at the the team that we're going to face. Uh, we're facing a veteran football team. And so I think it just says that he's done a great job building that program uh, from a depth perspective. Uh, and, you know, we're going to face a lot of guys that have played a lot of football, uh, guys that have been a part of their uh, tradition and culture. And so they understand what it means to play at a high level and win at a high level. Uh, I just think it's, it's just a sign of uh, the outstanding job he's done. Again, that was ECU football coach Mike Houston. Pirates 6-3 and three at Cincinnati 7-2 tonight. 7 o'clock, you can listen to pregame right here on 99.9. The fan kickoff is at 8. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. In addition to having Pirates football for you, we got Kane's tickets for you. Yeah, 99 9 the fan. And Carolina Alehouse have your free tickets to see a Kane's home game this season. Join Hayes Permar this Monday, October 17th. That doesn't seem right. We'll have to find a new one. I know. <laughs> we can't go back in the future. We can't. Or past, I mean. We can't, but I'll, I will find those right dates for you for those Canes tickets. No worries. I do know this. There's ACC basketball tonight. We've got NC State taking on Campbell. Wolfpack coming off of their season opening win. Really impressive against Austin P. Taking on the Campbells. I remember went to see this game in Reynolds. Ah, I was probably 14 or 15. 2014, 2015. Campbell had a really, really good team, and State was lucky to beat them. I, I know Campbell hasn't quite been at that level recently, so we'll see. But I'm, I'm sure this will be a tougher test for NC State than Austin P was on Monday. Meanwhile, North Carolina, number one team in the country, 
takes on College Charleston that they prefer to be called Charleston now. I'll still call them College Charleston. This was a team last year in Charleston that was able to put a scare into Carolina. 94-83. The game was down there. It was one of those games where Carolina's defense was not where it needed to be. And it was one of those, or it was the third game of the year. Carolina won. But it was one of those games where you're like, it, it raised the, one of those flags. You're like, now wait a second. If you can't stop Charleston, you, you're going to have problems as the strength of your schedule increases. I know there are people, <clears throat> anyone who had Carolina cover against UNCW, who are not happy with the Tar Heels right now because they won 69 56 against a good UNC Wilmington team on Monday. Carolina's slightly nervous, I think. There's something to the expectations. I don't think you go on the floor thinking, oh, my God, I'm number one. Oh, my God, what am I supposed to do? Oh, my God. But I do think, and we see this a lot with Gonzaga in basketball. When the And we're seeing this now, too, in the college football playoff rankings. Tennessee, Alabama, Georgia, Ohio State, Michigan. The expectation when you're a top four team in college football or the number one team in college basketball is you're supposed to obliterate everyone you play as if the other teams don't even exist. I mentioned UNCW had a good team last year. Takeo Siddles done a good job with the Seahawks. 27-9 and last year. They have a veteran group. And guess what? They're playing the University of North Carolina. The game's at the Smith Center. It's like the biggest moment of their lives, okay? So to win the game in the way that they did, I was actually impressed. Mainly because the Seahawks only scored 56 points. I just told you, last year, Carolina played a team from the same conference, gave up 80 points, 84 points. That's a big difference. So to have that defensive mentality from the jump is going to serve Carolina well. The, the number tonight is 19, by the way. I suspect you see the Tar Heels breathe a little bit of fire tonight. Meanwhile, over in Durham, 6.30 ACC Network special. We got Duke taking on South Carolina Upstate. We care about game number one, right? Always. But game number two, we, we, we get a little bit lost in the sauce. I know for Duke, they're hoping to get uh, Dariq Whitehead and Derek Lively. They're two outstanding freshmen into the lineup as soon as possible. I suspect John Shire understands that he does not need those super freshmen in order to beat the Upstate. They do take on Kansas, though, in the Champions Classic. That's coming on Tuesday. So you figure if you're Duke, you'd like to see those two stars, if possible. I think Whitehead's injury is more serious than Lively's. But again, Duke got off to a successful start on Monday, topping a good Jacksonville team, 71-44. Jeremy Roach, fascinating story. You know, we have a tendency in college basketball, when a guy doesn't go pro after one year, we think, oh, he must stink. He can't be any good. He'll never play in the NBA. You understand there are hundreds of players who are really good, thousands of players who are really good in college basketball and never play in the NBA. That doesn't mean they're not really good at college basketball. Jeremy Roach at 16 points Monday night against Jacksonville, drove the bus for the Blue Devils. I expect him to do the same 
tonight over at Cameron Indoor Stadium. Are you ready to buy or sell your home? The Jim Allen Group is a nationally recognized and award-winning real estate team in the Triangle, dedicated to providing exceptional service to meet your needs. With the latest insights and expert market knowledge, they'll make your home buying and selling journey as smooth as possible. Don't wait. Head over to JimAllen.com and start your next move today. That's JimAllen.com. The Jim Allen Group, your partner in real estate.